The Chargers had a hugely frustrating day in a meaningless game against the Denver Broncos, but at least hopefully they dodged a bullet with Mike Williams. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, man? Welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this post-game show your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Well, what a frustrating day, a day that was supposed to be easy for Chargers fans turned into anything but that with the stress they felt during the Chargers game because it looked like Brandon Staley had played his starters for three quarters, which he did, and ended up losing maybe his best wide receiver right now in Mike Williams, who had to leave this game with a back injury. We do have some good news on that, so we will talk about that to start the show, but just seemed like a meaningless thing to play the Charger Stars that long. We both wanted them to rest Justin Herbert and some other guys, and they did, but not until the fourth quarter. They also started all their defensive starters, and that didn't really work out either because it seems like the Chargers defense, who had been really hot, lost a lot of momentum in this game and kind of got truck-sticked by the Denver Broncos a little bit and could not clean up any of their run defense problems or anything else. But there is a silver lining. I thought Joe Lombardi had one of his best games of the season. Keenan Allen still has it. He had a great game, so there are some nice things we can talk about at the end of the show with the Chargers offense because Justin Herbert was great again in this game. So at least maybe they worked some things out there, but at what cost, right? At what risk? But this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. They have a special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, David. Well, I definitely ranted <laughs> on Twitter during this game. I mean, it was frustrating to me. I'm, you, everyone who listens to the show knows kind of where we stood on this one. If you don't need it because the Ravens lost to the Bengals as we thought they would, right? This became a meaningless game as far as playoff implications go. The Chargers had locked up the five seed going into this game. And I was pretty much seething until the Chargers starters left after the third quarter. Yeah. And I mean, I understand why. I mean, I was feeling the same way, Daniel. I just felt like when the five C was already locked up and, you know, it was already had the Chargers name freshly printed in ink. It should be, you know, the game plan should have changed to, to plan B, which is this game means nothing. Okay, so there is no reason for any of your most important players to be out there for any significant amount of time. I'm okay with them playing a little bit, and I was okay with it. But as I saw them play longer and longer into the game, I, I like you, was getting more and more frustrated. <laughs> You're just better at not putting it out on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was frustrating just because you saw – why it was so scary. Mike Williams has to leave the game with a back injury. He has to go to the blue medical tent. And at that point, that was the fifth offensive drive for the Chargers. Why is he still in there at that point, right? I mean, you have it. Well, the other thing was the Chargers only activated four receivers for this game. So they only had Williams, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Carter, and Josh Palmer. They had no yeah. expendable, no exposable, disposable bodies in this one to even take some of these snaps, right? So I thought that was poor even going into it. Do not have someone like Michael Bandy up, right, for this game specifically, or Isaiah Spiller. Do not have the running backs get his beat up. I just thought there was a different way they can go about it. But there is some good news on the Mike Williams front, right? We did hear from Lindsey Theory, who covers the Chargers from ESPN. This is what she said after the game. 
Mike Williams suffered back spasms, but MRI was negative, and he should be available for playoff game versus the Jaguars per source. Should be, right? And that that is that's great news. If it's back spasms, yeah. it's something that could realistically get cleared up. That's great news, right? It, it, you dodged a bullet for sure in this one. Should he have ever been out there to have that happen? Yeah, if it happens on the first drive or two drives, I get it. You know, there's really nothing you can do if you're going to decide to play your starters. This is great news, though, David. I mean, it looks like the Chargers potentially dodged a huge bullet because this game is an absolute disaster. It is an unmitigated disaster if you lose Mike Williams for a playoff game against a Jaguars team that's already beat you, right? So hopefully that's mitigated a little bit by the fact that he should be able to go next week. Yes, because I know there's a lot of people out there that already had their torches and their pitchforks ready to go to usher Brandon Staley out of town when they saw Mike Williams had to leave on a cart. And I mean, where where would your mind not take you? I mean, it's going to take you to that dark place. You're going to go to the worst place. Yeah. Whenever you see a cart on the field, that's never, ever not on the field. But whenever you see a cart. You know, whenever there's a, a player involved out. in any app, yeah. you know, any aspect, yeah. just in general, that's never anything that you want to see. But to see that tweet afterwards saying it's back spasms and yeah, back spasms still suck. OK, but that's something that you're going to be able to recover from pretty quickly. It's not going to be something that should uh, hold him out of this playoff game on Sunday, because we all know how important Mike, Mike Williams is to this offense. He is one of those type of players that really helps this offense be as explosive as it can possibly be. And Brandon Staley talked about it after the game, right? What you make of his kind of, you know, response to playing all these guys is up to you. He said, basically, hey, we only have two practice squad elevations in this, right? We can only not play so many players. We basically have to keep this roster intact. I guess my response would be, okay, but in the fourth quarter, you had some of the key guys out that we didn't want to see anyways, right? You took Corey Lindsley and Trey Pipkins, who's dealt with injuries out of the game. You took Justin Herbert out of the game. You took Austin Eckler out of the game all guys who have been getting beat up all season long so you did have a plan why didn't that plan start sooner you were able to take almost all of your defensive players out of the game by the end of it why didn't that plan start sooner and it just yes maybe they dodge injury maybe you know Joey Bosa and Kenneth Murray and Mike Williams can all play this week but it was just frustrating because it just seemed if any player goes down in an avoidable situation like that it's all bad right and yeah if you're asking what time was what was the right time to pull them out right To me, I thought it was pretty clear. I mean, if you want to treat it as a dress rehearsal, you want to get some things going, you want to work on a couple things, I get it. To me, the right time to pull them was after the Chargers' second touchdown. You take a 14-7 lead with 10-57 left in the second quarter, right, in the first half. So they get three drives in, they get two drives. Everyone's feeling good. If you want to take out the defensive guys, yeah, two touchdowns. If you want to take out the defensive guys right after that, Joey Bosa sacks Russell Wilson, still 14-7. So they get off the field, and then you're like, you have Joey Bosa that goes to the sideline, the broadcast saying, hey, he's pointing to himself. He's asking for trainers, and then he doesn't come in the rest of the game. Like That seemed like a pretty queer time where you not only could pull the starters and get the rest of these guys in, but you could do it while still feeling good about the performance you put out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on, on offense, you're like, okay, I mean, these are the type of drives that you want to see. Everything looks good. On defense, you know, it started out a, a little off, but then – you know, you, you saw what you wanted to see. You saw some positive things. You you got, you know, the Broncos offense off, off the field. I mean, you got a sack from Joey Bosa, which is, I mean, hey, that's what you want to see with this guy coming back, working his way back in. I mean, he was pretty disruptive in, in this game. You know, in the short amount of time that he was out there, he was getting after Russell Wilson. That is for sure. You saw good things on offense. You saw good things on defense. At that point in time, I agree with you. That was the time to take all of the most important players on both sides of the ball off the field in a game that literally means nothing. 
And now, I mean, there is a good thing, David, right? The Chargers are in the playoffs. And, and yes, today they seems are. really negative. And, and it is a good time to be a Chargers fan from that aspect because we should see the Chargers pretty much at full health. Maybe even Rashawn Slater gets thrown into the mix. We'll and see. now you know you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, David. So that is going to be a fun part of this week, getting ready for that rematch. Are there some flaws? Are there some things that aren't great in this game? Sure. But you're living right now, and you have a game against the Jaguars to win a playoff game next week. Yes, you do. And that's all that you could ask for after this season, the way that it has gone. It's nice to know that the season is not dead. It is not over. We still have life. The Chargers are still out there. Everything that they want is still in front of them. And of course, that is to navigate through the playoffs and get to their first, you know, Super Bowl championship. That's what it's all about. You want to take it to the dance. You have it. Now it's up to you because now the records are all zero zero. Okay. Now it's you got to go win to go get what you want, and that's a championship. Yeah, and that's why this game was so frustrating, right? It was supposed to be an easy Sunday where we didn't have to worry about it. The, most of the backups would be in. You can't get everyone in there for backups, but you could at least feel good about, hey, we're going to have most of these guys because, hey, if Joey Bosa can't go, that makes a huge difference against the Jaguars, right? It did the first game when he got hurt in that game the first time around, right? If someone like Mike Williams can't go, that's a huge blow against the Jaguars in a one-game sample, right? And that's what's so frustrating. Hopefully – they dodged the bullets on some of those guys, but it was still frustrating to watch them potentially have a chance to get hurt. Hopefully that we really saw the, the best case scenario for that. And that is a possibility. We could see all those guys next week against the Jaguars at what capacity. We don't really know at this point. We'll have to wait more x-rays negative. That's a great time for the Chargers and Mike Williams for sure. But what happened to the Chargers defense? They'd been one of the hottest groups in the NFL during this, you know, last month, the last four games for sure. The last three games, the last two games, they had second half shutouts. And this one, I think we were left with more questions and answers, right? And that's what we were hoping for. Maybe you see some answers and things. Maybe they clean some things up. Instead, they gave up 24 points in three quarters, and that was the Chargers starter. So we're going to talk about what went wrong for the Chargers defense coming up after this. But I do need to tell you guys first about my favorite pair of underwear, and I'm talking about Tommy John. Tommy, Tommy John really has changed the underwear game because you're usually not thinking about your underwear. With Tommy John, you will think that they are the best underwear that you've ever had they're luxurious they're soft tri-blend micro model fabrics have a four-way stretch and you will not get any lint or fuzz that is great news with over 20 million pairs sold and five thousands of five-star reviews people love tommy john that's why tommy john doesn't have customers they have fanatics and if you guys want to be more comfortable this new year start by grabbing an unbelievably cozy underwear loungewear and pajamas from tommy john if you got some great tommy john underwear for christmas you should definitely be getting some more after you found your new favorite pair. No one knows what 23 is going to throw at us, guys, so let's get comfortable and tackle it head-on. And New Year means it's time for new Tommy John loungewear. Winter is the perfect excuse to get comfy, guys, and right now you can get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. 20% off right now at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't always come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. And one of the things that can help with that is therapy. Therapy has been huge in my lifetime, especially recently. Ignorant to it for many years, admittedly. But therapy is one of the things, especially during the pandemic, that definitely eased the burden on me. I was able to talk about a lot of things that you didn't really get to talk about with people, especially being cooped up at home for so much of it. And at BetterHelp, there are therapists trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills going forward. Make sure your therapy the closest thing to that manual that you're going to find. They can give you the tools to deal with all the different things that come up in everyday life. And everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. They're the world's largest therapy service, and they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online 
and you get all of the benefits of in-person therapy while also having a much more manageable schedule, which is a great, great part of BetterHelp. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first order at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Well, one of the things we felt really good about this last month was the Chargers defense. I mean, they had been playing insane. They were averaging around 10 points a game over their last four games. And maybe they didn't really need the tune up in this one against the Broncos offense because, David, it's hard to feel a lot better about the Chargers defense after what we saw today. Right. If you're going just on the three court first three quarters, the Chargers defense gave up 24 points. But it wasn't just that. It was how it was happening. It was regression in some ways, giving up the big plays, doing all of the things that we hadn't seen during their hot stretch. Yeah, I mean, during their hot stretch where they were playing like one of the best defenses in the NFL, they were doing enough to bottle up the run and they were not allowing any explosive pass plays of any kind. And yeah. I mean, through, a, a, I'd say, what you know, one and three-fourth quarters, it was looking pretty close to that. I mean, Russell Wilson had, I mean, what about, you know, 30 yards or actually it was like two for nine for yeah. Like Up until the last passing. drive of the first half, he had, I think three net yards and had like 13 yards before that last drive, that yeah. 75 yard inex- inexcusable touchdown drive. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so uh, up to that point, they were playing pretty darn well. And then, the floodgates starting started to open up and then they you know the the long pass plays that you know they gave up and the the just you know getting bludgeoned on the ground that those are the things heading into the playoffs that you did not want to see you wanted to at least see some good things if they're putting all the starters out there you wanted to see them limit those plays like they have done all year long um as far as the pass plays but that did not happen in this game i mean it seemed like once that switch flipped uh i mean all those plays just came pouring in. Yeah, it's going to be a tough day for your brain to stay. You know, questions about yeah. why you played the starters so long, questions about how come you played your starters on defense and they still couldn't wrap up a pretty bad Broncos offense, or at least they have been for most of this season, right? I mean, they started yeah. clicking a little bit better. They have been a little bit better lately, but still, that's not a good offense. And the Chargers defense should have had a much better performance. And the explosive plays are very, very alarming. I mean, they had yeah. three receptions allowed of 50-plus yards. I mean, they gave up one with 10 seconds left in the first half and then give up a touchdown the next play. That's inexcusable. You have yes, starters terrible. out there still. That's terrible. Aloe Gilman looked like he gave up on that first Jerry Judy pass a little bit. Didn't think maybe Russell Wilson could get it there, but definitely slowed up, and it turns into seven points for the Broncos and all the momentum going into halftime. But 350-plus yarders, 250-plus to Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, and you give up another one to Jeff Swain. Like it's just That's really, really tough to watch when you have the starters out there. And the one thing we talked about, David, maybe, you know, trying to find something out of a game like this where it might not have playoff stakes. It's like, okay, maybe the Chargers can clean things up with their run defense, right? The Bronx had 36 carries for 205 yards and a 5.7 yards per carry clip. That's terrible. Latavius Murray by himself, 15 carries, 103 yards, 6.9 yards per carry for Latavius Murray. It's going in the wrong direction, especially after it happened last week against the Rams. Yeah, they got the win. They tightened it up in the second half. But there were multiple 20-plus runs in this game. There were multiple 20-plus runs in the last game. I mean, this Chargers run defense is regressing, and it's hard to know how much better it gets. I mean, Joey Bosa playing more will obviously help, but this is still a major concern and not something that even with the starters you can feel really good about going up against the Jaguars who really diced them up on the ground last time. Yes, they did. And, and I mean, Travis Etienne is a very, very talented running back that has some good 
uh, good shiftiness, some good speed. I mean, he's broken uh, several of those, you know, 20, 30 plus yard runs this season. So that's something that should be very alarming going into this playoff game against the Jaguars is, you know, that them running the football and being able to do it efficiently is going to make what they do so much more successful, which is play action and roll out and get Trevor Lawrence on the move. They do that. That's a huge part of their offense. So if they're going to be able to run the ball like the Broncos ran the ball today, that is going to be a recipe for disaster. And the Chargers have to have a game plan to make sure that they shore that up so they can't just let Trevor Lawrence sit back there and pick them apart. Yeah, of course. And I think for this game, you also saw some of the young guys out there, right, that maybe came back down to earth a little bit. I think Jazeer Taylor is definitely up there. And you will get Bryce Callahan back next week, right, with an extra week of rest. He was a guy that they kept inactive, and he kind of went with that philosophy with his injury history that he wasn't going to get in this one. Just yeah. wish you saw it from more of their players, right? That Definitely. just Taylor came back down to earth. Michael Davis is still really good. He yes. was still really good He's in this game great. as well. Had a couple of really good plays in this one. Sande Samuel Jr., on the other hand, not the last game of the season you'd like to see from him. Gets no. beat on a double move for a 50-plus yard play. Also gets beat for a touchdown later on in the game, or at least it looked like he was the closest person to the guy who caught the touchdown. I mean, that was really, really tough. Got caught with his eyes in the backfield a little bit, which yeah. he's an aggressive guy. It's going to happen from time to time. Wish you could have saw a little bit more at him. But it looks like the Chargers at least dodged a bullet defensively with some of the guys they could have lost in this one because they had all their starters out there deep into this game. Sante Samuel Jr. was out there with three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and he's a yeah. starter for this team. But Joey Bosa... Looks like he probably escaped with maybe, you know, just a little scare. Didn't seem like anything serious. Brandon Staley said it wasn't anything after the game. And Kenneth Murray leaves this game with a stinger. So hopefully, even with the bad we saw from the defense, hopefully we still get to see them at full strength next week. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you want. I mean, you you, you wanted to not have to worry about that because you were hoping that they were going to put these guys on the shelf and, and take their helmets and give them ball caps for the rest of the game. But that did not happen. But fortunately for the Chargers, it looks like they're going to be able to get everybody and have them be full strength on defense when, you know, it's really going to matter. They're going to have to get after Trevor Lawrence. They need all of their pass rushers, all their defensive players ready to go. Like I said before, this is do or die. I mean, you have to make sure that you go out there and you're full strength so you can put your best foot forward and go attack the best plan that you can come up with with a season's worth of information. And Kenneth Murray, right, has struggled, but still better than the alternative, at least at this point, right? At least bring some upside with the athleticism to get around in coverage. and Look pretty like good that. as a rusher. Look I mean, when he's coming downhill, sure. right? Right, and, and that's something you missed in this game a little bit with him having to leave it. And with Joey Bosa, we all know, even with Kyle Vannoy going nuts, right, gets a, pretty much causes an interception and gets another sack to go five straight as far Shout as Shout out to Sebastian season. Joseph Day for that interception. Totally, yeah. You don't see many defensive tackle interceptions, but it's always funny when you do. I mean, yes. that will never get old watching a defensive tackle run with a football, ever. But you're better with those guys on the field. And if we can see Joey Bosa kind of picking up, at, you know, after a couple of really, I think, good performances from him in the last two weeks, at least as far as how much he was out there and what he was able to do when he was out there, yeah. they should be in a good in good shape pass rush-wise. Nothing happened to Khalil Mack in this game. I did think Nazir Adderley had a really tough game, so that could be something to watch going into the playoffs. I mean, his angles in this one, definitely a few missed tackles caused because of it. And some yeah. of the explosive runs, he had a chance to stop you know under 10 yards, which you're going to have to do. If you're going to be that last guy there, 
you're going to be the one that's in charge of stopping that from becoming, you know, taking it from a good play to a great play for the other team. And that's what he just wasn't able to do on Sunday against the Broncos. So I still think that the Chargers are closer to the defense that we saw the last month than they are the one that we saw on Sunday against the Broncos. It's just hard to feel like that after this performance. And that's the downside of putting your players out there and trying to keep up momentum is what if it starts going in the other direction, right? Can they find it again? Because this defense was hot. If they're playing like they played this week, it's going to be a really, really tough game in Jacksonville next week against an explosive offense. But we do want to talk about some silver linings to this game. There were actually some good things that we saw in this game, including Joe Lombardi, who might be, you know, calling some of his best games towards the end of the season. And that's huge for the Chargers in the playoffs. And also Keenan Allen (laughs) picking up where he left off, man. I mean, he had a great game to end his season. So we're going to talk about that coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about an app that I've been really geeked about, and it's the Ultimate Football GM app. And what it is, is you get to be the GM of your own NFL team, and you get to go out there and make all the biggest decisions to bring your team to glory. You get to hire the right coaches and coordinators. You can trade players, make draft picks. You can navigate your franchise through free agency and draft through all the ups and downs of the season. You can make your dream come true, and especially after a game like this, frustrating games, I want to go make my team great on the Ultimate Football GM app. You should see me on there. A lot of trials and tribulations, almost as many injuries as the Chargers have had. But the Ultimate Football GM app is an app that I haven't been able to put down recently, especially. But right now, our our listeners can get a 100% free boost on their franchise when they use the promo code all caps, locked on all caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. So make sure to check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. This was a hugely, hugely frustrating game. I mean, I can't believe I had to sit there and be as upset as I was. Obviously, we didn't know what the extent of Mike Williams' injury was. But to have that happen in a game where it's like we shouldn't have cared. The game did not count. There was nothing the Chargers can gain out of it. Yet it's still another Sunday where you're sitting there yelling at your TV because it's the Chargers. So they'll always find a way, right? And they maybe spoiled us a little bit last week against the Los Angeles Rams when they had a fourth quarter that Chase Daniel got to play in, right? Well, Chase Daniel pretty much played the same in both of these last two games. They basically treated them exactly the same, except for this one, Chase Daniel came in when the Chargers were losing. But I did think, David, that offensively, maybe there is a silver line to this one. I mean, the bad side is, okay, well, you turned the ball over multiple times. You had two fumbles in this game, which absolutely killed two offensive drives. But I thought that that wasn't an indictment on Joe Lombardi, who I thought called a really, really good game today. I mean, there was a lot of points that were taken off the board by just dumb things that the Chargers should really be able to fix before next week. Yeah, I mean, they were pushing the ball down the field. They were getting some chunk plays. They had four different receivers that had four receptions in this game. They were getting everybody involved. And they had three guys that had receptions of 20-plus yards. So Keenan had a 30-yarder. DeAndre Carter had a 25-yarder. And Donna Parham went for 23. So all of those explosive-type pass plays are what you want. That's what you want to see. That's what we've been begging to see. And, you know, just Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is phenomenal, man, especially on third downs. It just seems like it's unfair. I mean, he's uncoverable. He's unguardable. Every single time they threw him of the ball on third down, it went for a a catch and a conversion. He's just a beast. It just, yeah. you know, he's just unstoppable. It's It's awesome to watch. He is. He's still got it for sure. I mean, we we saw this year how important he is to this Chargers offense, but to see him getting more involved in the red zone, I thought was great, David. Getting him two touchdowns there, I thought was really nice because he only had yes. one touchdown on the season coming yeah. into this one. So to find a way to use him better in the red zone, find a way to get Gerald Everett back involved, back-to-back weeks with touchdowns in the red I zone love for it. Gerald Everett. Yeah. I thought all that stuff was good, and I think that the box score is going to be kind of 
hampered by those two fumbles, both that were probably going to turn into points. DeAndre Carter's for sure if they don't turn it over there, right? And then oh, also, yeah. you have a drop by Gerald Everett on third down that stops a promising Just drive. A horrible drop. That would have went for at least 15. Yeah, if he makes one guy miss, I mean, he's picking up a big chunk right there. He almost, I mean, it would have been an upset if he hadn't gotten the first stay on there. Yeah. But if you're looking for silver linings, David, I think you're feeling really good about where Justin Herbert was at with the way he played in this game because there's a lot of people you can look at. He is not one of the guys you can look at as losing any momentum. Not at all. I mean, I thought Justin Herbert was very precise. I, I thought he attacked down the football field. He only got sacked one time in this game, so he used, used his you know, just otherworldly presence in the pocket to, you know, to be able to shift and move. I mean, there's maybe a couple of throws where I'm sure he would have, you know, asked to have those back. But for the most part, I mean, I thought Justin was extremely sharp in this game. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be a couple of throws you want back. I mean, that's just life. They went 7 of 14 on third down. We're pretty good on third down. But 25 of 37 for 273 yards and two touchdowns, four touchdowns to zero interceptions the last two games. We know Justin Herbert's not the problem. It was still nice to see him putting the ball into the end zone, right? Yes. And, and after yes. the two games prior to that, he had zero touchdowns and three interceptions, right, in the two games before the last two games. So I think that that's great to see him staying hot. I mean, he looked really sharp in this game. I think you're putting him well over 300 yards in three quarters if you have guys catching the ball, right? Even DeAndre Carter had another one oh, yeah. near the end zone where, I mean, he fired a laser in there in perfect placement that doesn't get intercepted and only hits the hands of DeAndre Carter and DeAndre Carter can't bring it in. You have the Gerald Everett play that maybe goes for 15 plus and then who else oh, yeah. knows, you know, how many more yards or a touchdown he maybe gets on that drive. So there's a lot of things you can be upset about and squabble about from this game. I do think that Justin Herbert is playing at a really high level. And I think when you're seeing what you have from Joe Lombardi, it gives you the faith, David, that Maybe even if the defense isn't elite, the defense is going to give up some points in the playoffs, right? Hoping yeah. that they were going to keep teams to, you know, 17 points, 15 points, 10 points in the playoffs was always going to be unlikely. The Jaguars showed their flaws as well in their game against the Titans, right? That should have oh, been yeah. a much easier game for them, just like it should have been when the Titans played the Chargers. Either way, I think when you see Joe Lombardi having the game like this, right, back-to-back games, I thought last week was his best play-calling day. Right. And I thought this week he was right up there. I thought it was pretty close to what we saw from him last week. And I'm not a big Joe Lombardi guy. If you guys have watched the show, you know that there is some momentum you can take away as much as I hate to say it from these at least last few games from the Chargers offense. They had won, you know, obviously it would be nice to get win five in a row. But during their four game winning streak, the offense was only good for really one of those games. And it was against the Rams. So to have another, I thought, good offensive performance when the starters were in, I mean, outlined by a couple of you know fumbles and a couple of drop passes make it look worse. But at least that gives you hope that next week, if you have to keep up Justin Herbert's game, this team is game, especially if Mike Williams can be out there and playing healthy, you know, ish. Well, you've been you've been seeing some things from the defense that look like they're going to translate. And you were looking for some of those things on offense that was going to come alive and materialize when, you know, in the playoffs, you're going to be going up against some offenses that can score points in a hurry, and you have to be able to match that. And I think when the Chargers are at their best and they are moving the ball down the field like they were on those first couple of drives in this game, they can score with anybody. I mean, that's the type of offensive performance that you want to see. You just want to see that replicated over an entire game. But yes, I think those are some positive silver linings to, to take into this playoff game against the Jaguars. 
Yeah, and, and you're going to have to have offense. You're going to have to score. Look at the teams that you're going to be playing. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, the Jaguars. All those teams have good offenses with really good skill position players. So, yeah. like, you're going to have to keep up to a certain extent. And you need all your guys out there, which is why parts of today were so frustrating. But yes. the plus side is, hey, outside of Mike Williams, it seems like everyone offensively made it through this game healthy. Seems like everyone defensively, even if they got a little bit banged up, should be available for the game next week against the Jaguars, where you're going to need all hands on deck. Will we see Rashawn Slater? I don't know. I mean, it, we heard playoffs. We're in the playoffs now, right? And that yeah. and that is the other exciting thing is like, once you're there, anything can happen. The last two playoff appearances the Chargers have gotten into, I mean, they've won the first game both times, one with Mike McCoy, one with Anthony Lynn. I guarantee this coaching staff, no matter how you feel about Brandon Staley after this game, can go win a game in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. The yeah. time slot's going to be important. The later, the better for the Chargers as far as their body clock and when they're going to be playing in that game. You want it to be closer to when they're normally playing and they can be fully awakened, you know, loosened up and everything like that. But the Chargers are going to have a great shot. And the Chargers definitely, you know, going up against another good AFC team because that's what the Jaguars are at this point, are going to have a good shot to make it into the second round of the playoffs and then we'll see what happens. If they can get the defense they got from every week and the last month outside of this week, they're going to be good. They can get the offense they've had the last two weeks they're going to be a really, really hard team now, and I'm really excited to see it. Where as much negativity as there was, David, Chargers are in a good spot. They're playing against the Jaguars, and it's going to be really fun this week to break it down and get ready to, you know, break down this first playoff matchup that me and you have had since 2018. It's awesome, man. I mean, I just woke up this morning and just was so happy uh, that this wasn't the last game that the Chargers yeah. were going to play this season. They are guaranteed that playoff game. Now we know it's against the Jaguars. We know that they are not playing anywhere close to the same Chargers team that they saw in week three. There is so much more that this Chargers team is capable of doing and what they have done since then. They're a battle-tested, battle-hardened team, and I am excited to go see them play playoff football for the first time since 2018. And if you're going to play your starters in a game like the Chargers did on Sunday, you better be able to learn from those mistakes. If the Chargers play like they played today, they're not going to win in Jacksonville, right? They're not going to make a deep playoff run. They can learn from their mistakes and find some of the better things they were doing well before this game. They're going to have a good chance to do it. But yeah, I mean, this is only the second time the Chargers have made the playoffs since me and David have been covering this team. And we've been covering this team for seven seasons now. So it is a very exciting time. We're excited to be here with you guys this week to be able to break everything down. It's going to be another crossover with wig from locked on jags that's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to get into some chargers mailbag and our buy or sell tomorrow we'll talk about some of the biggest chargers react overreactions and storylines and buy or sell on some of those narratives but that's going to wrap things up for today's show thank you to everyone who checked out the locked on chargers post game show we really appreciated doing this for you guys all season and how many people of you have showed up for this live post game show that's something that's new that we haven't really done up until this year Definitely going to keep it going moving forward because we've had a great turnout, and that's for, you know, thanks to you guys. We really, really appreciate you guys showing up for this. To make sure you never miss the show, if you're on YouTube right now, make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And you can also find the show in audio version every day with any anywhere you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. We do put the post-game shows out a little bit later on audio so we can keep this live for the YouTube viewers. But you can find the show every day wherever you get your podcast from for free all the time. You can also find the show on Twitter, you can find on, on my Twitter at Dan Talk Sports. You can find David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD because we post the show to all of our social media. And you can find the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can also find us on Instagram at LockdownChargers and on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. We will be doing a Chargers mailbag. If you guys want to get in on that, give your reaction to the playoffs. If you have any questions about the playoffs for us, you can call in, leave a 30-second voicemail or less, and you can get on the show on Wednesday at 323-524-7924 on the Lockdown Chargers 
voicemail line. But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys again for checking us out and always making us your first listen after every Chargers game and every day, Monday through Friday, for free every day. Thank you, guys. We will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.